Come to Sam Ash for hundreds of exclusive holiday deals on music and sound gear from the most iconic brands. Save big on professional and starter guitars, drums, digital pianos, horns, violins, DJ, and electronic production equipment. Supercharge your home studio with deals on podcasting, streaming, and AV equipment like speakers, microphones, headphones, and acoustic treatment. Plus, with 36 months no interest financing on thousands of items, you can get the gear of your dreams right now. From our incredible selection and service to our lowest price guarantee for over 95 years, real musicians know you only go to Sam Ash. Bruce Arians here with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. During these difficult times, it's important that we all show we care about our community's health. You could spread COVID-19 without knowing it. Wear a mask, wash your hands, keep your distance from each other, stay strong, and go Bucks. Realizing my potential has been what my career has been all about. Things that I've dreamed about have actually come true. And the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. Things have happened in my life as I kind of hoped they would happen. It's been, I mean, just a complete evolution. You know, how I just kept kind of fighting and clawing to continue to, to power forward. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep trying to make progress. So when I look at over 20 years, I look, look how far I've come. But there's not one step that I took where I realized, look how far I've come. But those series of steps that I put together, um, I go, wow, that's, man, that's quite a journey. Sports Lab, a sports talk show for the hardcore fans. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Sports Talk Television here live nightly on Bucks Report. It's the Sports Lab. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. On tonight's show, we will have Mr. Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats coming up here in just a couple minutes. At 10.30, we will have Evan Winter of Bucks Nation. I hear Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy could be joining. I hear Joshua Cole Allen could be joining. There's definitely one thing for sure, Nick Citro at 11 o'clock. And then, of course, your phone calls from the Webheads. It has been a popular uh, week. Of course, the Bucks started pads yesterday. 
their second day. So definitely get on the phone line, 727-255-0391 at 727-255-0391. How do we start the sports web off? Bring your passion, bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. And this edition is brought to you by MyCannabisCard.com. Uh, the nation's first and largest cannabis card doctor network and home of the guaranteed fast track cannabis card approval with over 2,500 state licensed doctors and 30 plus qualifying conditions. My cannabis card by far is the easiest and most cost effective way to secure your state cannabis card as stress free as possible in the comforts of your own home. So it's mycannabiscard.com and tell them Bucks Report, the Sports Web, and Peter Blake sent you. So there you go. Once again, lots of comments here. So we'll definitely be taking those. I know Rick Hughes wants to talk tonight. This is your Bucks night. Even though we had the pro football edition, we still talk Bucks. If it goes on Bucks, if it goes on pro football, it doesn't matter. It's all a mix. All fans are welcome. Is it a radio show? Is it a TV show? We call it the evolution of sports talk television. Join the 65,000 following we have here on Facebook. Of course, live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and the Chris Landry Twitch channel, uh, the Landry Football Network. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get him on. Mr. Rick Hughes, welcome to the evolution of sports talk television tonight. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm at a good mood. How are you doing? I'm in a great mood, too. Uh, Tuesday night, a great job to Al Keck, the Al Keck show with Cameron yeah. Brooks and Aaron Murray and Len Knowles just killing it. He's drinking ketones. He's happy. Yeah. I'm happy, and I think a lot of Bucks fans are happy, and they had to be happy with the comments today from Mike Evans saying about Mr. Tom Brady, which is what we expected, right? I mean, it's been just glowing reviews. A lot of people thought, you know what, Tom Brady, all gloom and doom, no arm strength anymore. You hear Peter King saying, wow, he's still got arm strength. And now you have Mike Evans coming out and saying he's like everybody else. He gets fired up at practice, making some really good throws. He's just really excited to be practicing and playing some football now. Uh, he's very detailed in how he wants us to run certain routes to protect the throw. So right there tells you everything you need to know. He's excited about just practicing. I'm excited about talking football. What do you say? I'm excited about, you know, I didn't get to listen to the press conferences yesterday. So I caught up and I, and I watched them today. And I watched all of today's as well. And there's there's something about this team that, that I think is really, really cool. You know, it's fun to root for a good team. It's really fun to root for a great team. But what's cool about this about this team is they're all so darn likable. The whole team is so darn likable, these guys. I mean, they're they're just nice guys. They ask, they ask everybody the same question. What's it like working with Brady? And they all say the same thing. He's such a nice guy, He's such a great guy. They don't just talk about the fact that he can throw the ball. They don't just talk about that stuff. These are likable guys. It's fun to root for this team. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, we got a special guest here. Let's go ahead and add him to uh, the broadcast. Let's go out to Mr. Tampa Bay Ray. Welcome, Tampa Bay Ray, to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Rick. Peter, how are you guys doing? 
Doing great, buddy. Doing great. So what's on your mind? I know you got to feel this excitement. Nice little camera shot you got going on there. What's going on? Actually, I just wanted to do a quick check-in because I, like I was telling you, Peter, I got the, the cam link and all the equipment set up because we're three weeks away from, well, not three weeks exactly, but we're basically just under th- or three weeks, just over three weeks away from, you know, total leather in New Orleans against those New Orleans Saints. And we're getting it ready for our Bucks Report game day coverage. And this is going to be one of our three cameras we're going to have on site. And we're going to be able to do interviews. We're going to be able to do look-ins. We're going to be able to do crowd shots. And so I just wanted to come on here with you guys tonight and just give a little test. And if you guys let me talk a little sports, that'd be great. Absolutely. And speaking of the Saints here, big-time story, guys, coming out of New Orleans. It looks like Andres Pete has a broken thumb. So there's no timetable, according to various reports from NFL Network. So this could be a major injury. Remember, they already lost uh, Warford at the right guard spot. This is your left guard. And remember who's in that middle. It's Vita Vea and the Dominican Sioux. Rick, your <laughs> thoughts on this possible big-time injury for the Saints? Well, um, they keep talking, and then they keep falling. What, is they, what do they say? Pride comes before a fall? Maybe this is literal. Um, I, I just think uh, – uh, when when you look at when you look at what's happening, you see the Buccaneers ask today, "What do you think about?" They keep asking the players, "What do you think about the fact that the Saints are talking? They're 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 doing all this talking." And the Bucks say the same thing: "Just wait till we play them. We'll let our pads do the talking." And the and with the more and more and more injuries, I think there's going to be a lot of talking going on by Tampa on that day. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty excited about this game. It's looking better and better. I feel bad for the guy. You got to hate to see that happen. Uh, we've, as Buccaneers fans, how many years has this team been snake bit? Um, maybe it's somebody else's turn. Yeah, you're definitely right. And a lot of people would say, you know, bring back Warford. But unfortunately, um, or fortunately for Bucks fans, uh, he basically opted out. So right now at this juncture, I'm not sure if he's able to come back. I tell you what, guys, let's go out to the webheads here. Uh, get some comments from one of my favorite callers leading it off here on the sports web. Mr. Matt Colson, welcome to the evolution of sports talk television. What's on your mind tonight, boss? Man, I hadn't talked to you in a couple of days. Want to say hey. Okay. I got a I got the chance to like Rick was doing. I was catching up on these like thousands of press conferences they've been doing over two days. <laughs> and and I'm impressed. Let me and it's it's like Rick was reading my mind. You're seeing people the players are coming in and they're doing the face-to-face one-on-one deals mm-hmm. and they seem approachable, you know, it's like, yeah. be a beer. the dude is like just out there and they're asking questions and they're doing their thing. But I don't remember them ever doing one-on-one with the players like this with the press previously. And I think it's a nice twist. Um, and it's, it's entertaining. Somebody asked Bruce Arians today about somebody's injury when he thought he was going to come back. I think it was one of the local guys. And Bruce just quipped off, well, you're going to have to talk to Jesus about that. I don't have any idea. Yeah. And I was was like, that's a perfect Arians right there. And if he's going to take that personality and put it into the team, we're going to have a good year. Well, it was entertaining. Yeah, it's it's just next man, not mentality. I mean, this team is definitely dialed in, Rick and Ray. Uh, it seems like, and I've said this before, and I keep on saying, and I know it's going to drive Johnny crazy, but a Super Bowl or bust, that attitude and that attitude uh, with these press conferences, you can see there's a uh, an aura of confidence by all these players that are talking. I get it. They're saying all the right things, but 
again, fans believe it because it's Tom Brady and once again, Gronkowski, we talk about that, but also some of the success they can take from last year with the defense exactly. playing well in that last six games. Yeah, that that that's the thing that's got me going. I'm not going to put all the ducks on Brady. I don't sure. know how his body's going to act and how he's going to get a But oh, it's you and me, Ray. <laughs> hey, Rick. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Rick. No, you you froze there for a quick second. I said, uh, it's you and me, Ray. <laughs> no, it's okay. That happens sometimes. So go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, anyway, what I was saying is the team at the end of the year last year looked like they had made great strides, not only to the eye, but also to the stat board. Mm -hmm. And it was the running defense and the passing defense have gotten extremely good. And the offense was rated so highly that nobody knew about it. The whole league overlooked Tampa Bay because we suck. But statistically, in the year, we're in the top five all the way around the board. And I come back into this year saying we're only going to get better. I hope I'm right. And But this year, I feel like it. And like I've told you before, here in Oklahoma City, if I wear my Buccaneer stuff and I'm at a club or whatever bar, yeah. People ask me about it, and it's been a long, long time to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, my kids weren't born when, when we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that, that kind of puts it in place because in a year I'm going to have to buy a car for one of them. Well, I, I tell you, I got to get your thoughts because you're in Oklahoma. What are your thoughts about Gerald McCoy? He just got cut by the Dallas Cowboys. Terrible injury, yeah. so he's going to be out for the year. Uh he's done, Peter. Yeah. I think 30, what is he, 30? 32 now, and he has to come back from this injury, 33. In your opinion, what is his legacy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Where do you stand with him? Well, I was happy that they got rid of him. Okay. Because I thought he was a good disruptor, that's what he wanted to be. But I've had conversations with you about this in the past. He wasn't Warren Sapp. Mm -hmm. He wasn't going to get up in your grill and start talking crap. He, he, he's kind of guy kind of like, I'm going to help you up. I just knocked you flat in the ground. That's my job. Oh, I'm sorry, you bruised. Let me help you. Right. Screw that. I'm old school. Ray knows this. <laughs> You're looking at this from the old days. The Raiders, did Lyle Alzado ever say excuse me to anybody? No. <laughs> no, never. And, and That's more in Dominic and Sue. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and none of those guys from my day, none of those guys did that. If you talk good about the opponent, even though you meant you, you were trying to be nice and sportsmanlike. You didn't do that. The only person you could do that would be the coach. But the players had to hate the guy on the other side of the field. Whatever color they're wearing, that's the worst color in the world today. And I'm going to knock it right off. Of and it went like that all the way through until just recently. And now you got all this unity because everybody's, <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but you got to be nice to each other. And I kind of like the new attitude that's on the team. You can tell from Arians, that he doesn't care if you like him or not. This is what you get, and this is what we're bringing, and this is what we're going to eat, and that's the way it is. And if, like Mama said, if you're not going to eat what's on the table, you can just go hungry. And uh, that's the kind of the attitude that we need here. Yep. We no, I agree. I agree. Are you scared of these expectations? I mean, 23 days until football season officially starts. Of course, 26 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you scared of all these expectations that are being bestowed? Upon the Bucks this year? Yes. Okay. And and I'll be honest with you. I was in a chat room thing, one of the Facebook deals today. We're hitting back and forth <laughs> about a guy from New Orleans. 
I'm in one of the groups with him. Right. And he's all, oh, the Saints are going to blow it up and da 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 And I, and it's, he does this every year. And then about mid-season, if they're not looking good, he goes away. You never hear from him again. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys like that from Atlanta, too. But, um, so he was talking about Breeze. They don't have Wi-Fi in the mountains, so Carolina's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way, way to drop in there, buddy. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's okay. That's all right. Well, what yeah. I was saying to him was, is if it was a regular year, mm-hmm. I think Tampa could go in there and surprise somebody. But this isn't even a regular year with no preseason, with no no intramural practices with other teams and that kind of thing. Sure. First week is going to be like the first week of preseason used to be. So I don't expect, and I've said this before, I don't expect the first three or four weeks to be good football. And if you're going to put money on a team – just on a flyer, if you got an extra hundred bucks from your stimulus package or whatever, put it on, put it on uh, Detroit because the first month is a is a wash. You can't really honestly say that they're going to be ready to play. So whoever shows up that day and can get everything to click is going to be the victor. But we could go in there and light up fifty points, you know. And then again, we could come back in there and wouldn't be able to hit a field goal. It's just you don't know. And you don't know about Breeze. Sure. You don't know about anything. But the one thing about Saint, or, uh, New Orleans is that stadium is usually packed to the gills and loud as all hell. And I still think they pack more sound into it on the PA. Well, they may, but it's not going to be the same thing. You're exactly right. They may you'll pipe in sound and everything like that. But I, I definitely think the Bucks have an advantage going into this game. And now with Andres Pete possibly – missing the game and there's no timetable on it, but even not being a hundred percent and with those two big hosses, as my uncle would say in the middle there, I feel like you definitely got an advantage. Matt, thanks a lot for the call. Definitely use that second and third call here on the evolution. All right. All right. You guys have fun. All right, buddy. I know how you feel about this, Rick, about Gerald McCoy, uh, Tampa Bay Ray. How do you feel about Gerald McCoy and his legacy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Could it be over for him in the NFL? And if it is, what do you say with his uh, buck tender here? Well, you know, I it was when it, Gerald was here and he was getting injured when he was missing two and three, four game clips at a time. And I think one year he actually missed almost most of the season. And and, and it wasn't for a lack of the guy working. He's a get off. He's get you know trying to get 300 pounds up and moving and getting into. But it was always those self-inflicted leg injuries. And I want to I'm just I'm kind of riffing here, but I'm pretty sure it was the quad and or, you know, in the knee area where he was getting those injuries when he was here. And then once he actually tripped on a guy and, and injured it. So, you know, the thing is, I, I like Gerald McCoy. He's you no know, Walter Payton man of the year nominee. He's not the he's And like Matt was saying, he is the guy that will help you up as opposed to, a, a, you know, a Lyle Alzado who would have just took a, you know, a dump on top of you in the middle of the field. But I mean, the thing is, is that we root for Gerald, but I would probably side with Matt thinking at the age what? he's at. <laughs> Did you really just say that, Tampa Bay Ray Kennedy? What, Lyle, Lyle Alzado? He was below. He was above nothing. Did you, John Matuzak? I mean, those guys, that Raiders defense that, that Matt was alluding to, I would not, they would, it, to have like the thing in Dominican Sue with stepping on Aaron Rodgers, that was child's play. Uh, Rick Hughes, I got to go out to you here. According to Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network, uh, basically, what the Cowboys kind of covered themselves uh, with this because uh, he had uh, a deterioration, his physical condition already had multiple leg injuries. So it said in the contract that because it is a pre-existing injury, that basically the Cowboys could cut him and wouldn't be responsible for the contract. So 
already, as we've talked about here, boys, he was injured goods even from Carolina. He's always been injured with the Bucs. He was injured last year with Carolina. Uh, do you think he makes it back? Do you think he could make it back with the Cowboys? They could be interested, but do you think he makes it back with uh, a team? Well, I think I, I think Gerald McCoy is one of the best Bucks players ever. I think he's phenomenal. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I look at him and I say, nice guy, would love to hang out with him. I'm sorry this happened to him. I think actually his first two years almost he missed because of bicep injuries. I yep. think it was his arm. Correct. For the yep. first two years. And I mean, it's he's dealt with a lot of injuries. His career is what it is. You know what? He made some good money. He uh, he he had a good time. I, it, I hope he makes it back with somebody else. Um, and good for him. I, I hope that's the case because he's, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. Good for what? him. Now, hey, um, this you guy, guy, just you guys, to- you know what? I'm sorry, Peter. I was going to say, you know what? The thing with Andres Pete with the Saints and the offensive lineman Pete, and then Gerald, the Dallas Cowboys, of course, with the loss in free agency, they were really depending on Gerald. They know they weren't getting a 22 year old Gerald McCoy, but they were really relying on him in the middle there to cause some havoc and let that Dallas, those, those strong Dallas linebackers get around. So for both these teams, I mean, for Pete's hand injury and for now Gerald out for the season, you know, Rick, yesterday on Cup of Ray, I'm going to do a little selfless plug here, but why ask? asked you what what do you want to see from camp and what was your answer everybody please walk off the field and be ready to play in week one that's <laughs> that what i want all. to see from camp that says it all right there <laughs> yeah absolutely now let me ask you this because i was thinking of it last night let's say he does come back in a minimal role let's say for depth purposes would you be okay with the bucks re-signing him uh to come back as a defensive tackle not necessarily a starter but a rotational player rick go if it fits within the salary, if it makes sense salary wise, sure. He's depth. Who knows? Don't don't you know you don't want guaranteed money. Take care of yourself as a as a team. Bring him in as depth. Sure. All right, Tampa Bay Ray. Yeah, well, you know, Peter, you and I talked about this in the offseason, and, I, and I'm really glad Ndamukong decided to take a little pay cut and decided to stay another year. But there was a ch- there was a time when, you know, we were thinking if Ndamukong thinks he can get more money than he's worth. And again, I always talk about this defense being a selfless defense with, you know, the the, 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 the part, pieces of the part the parts of the whole. And there was a time this offseason where I was, because, you know, Gerald's family still lives here in Tampa Bay. And I was like, well, if, if Ndamukong doesn't want to come here for the right money and we can get Gerald here for five or six or something like that million dollars, I would have been all for it then. So moving in the future for depth, you know, we'd have to see how he comes back off this injury. All right, we got- as long as he doesn't cry about what number he gets, because he <laughs> thinks he deserves to have that number back. That's the because- one he gets when he goes into the ring. That's what it is. Uh, right. Uh, okay. <sighs> Real quick, I want to go back to Ray, and then I'm going to get you out of here. You can stay in the lobby. Both of you can stay in the lobby, because we got Evan Winter of Bucks Nation here live on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. It's the Sports Web. Open phone line also, 727-255-0391 and 727-255-0391. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Mr. Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats. New show debuting on September 13th. We're not sure what time it is because the post-game show could go forever, but he will be on on that date no matter what. And Mr. Tampa Bay, Ray Kennedy, best of the Bay here. Couple Ray on Sundays live on Bucks Report. JPP and his comments, were you surprised by uh, how honest and straightforward he was with saying, uh, they asked him, you know, uh, I'm going to do my thing regardless of who the quarterback is, but I'm pretty sure they did the right thing 
by getting a new quarterback. I tell you what, hold the phone line. I mean, hold, you hold you guys, hold your thoughts on. Let's go out to the phone line. Mr. Johnny Dean, the professor, welcome to the evolution of sports talk television. What's on your mind tonight, boss? Uh, and he's not there. I don't know what's going on. So I have to call back. We'll get you back on Johnny Dean. But uh, Ray, your thoughts on JPP and his comments. I, you know, that was one of the first things we said. We, we always talk to our viewers and our, our Bucks Nation, Bucks Report Nation. We always talk about our back channels and our, and our discussions because we're, you know, assignments are flying and interviews and Josh Allen, Joshua Cole Allen's getting all these interviews on Zoom, with it, getting all these media interviews. So we're decide, dissecting it and getting our content and just trying to get everything out there. And we said right away, it was like that. And Rick, it was you and I. In fact, Rick, you know what? I want you to take this question because you had the greatest comment when we were talking about this, right? When Jay APP made that comment in that presser. Oh, I don't even remember what I said, but I know that what I'm, what my thought process immediately was like, wow, holy cow. It's, it's this window into that you're getting from all these different players, this little window into what they actually thought about Winston. And they're not dogging him. They're not saying bad things about him. And like Mike Evans even talked about, listen, he's always going to be my friend, but you're getting, you're getting a, a little window into the fact that things are different now because of Brady, just leadership, just the kind of person he is, everything about it. And well, you know, Oh, Rick, I was going to say the thing about it, that's so beautiful. And that was the exact comment that you made. And what I thought the moment you said that was, is it, isn't it great that Bruce Arians and Jason Light have the type of team with the type of character and makeup that they wouldn't have thrown their cap or their captain and their quarterback under the bus. And Jameis does have talents and he has upsides. He's got those interceptions, but the fact that now, even now with Tom Brady, they've been, no one's ever been fast to say, God, those five years with, with Jameis were torture. Now we've got a real quarterback. That wasn't the case at all. But I think the fact that this team has the makeup and the character to not throw them under the bus, but there are some of the little like, cracks in there that are letting some of the comments slip out. I think it only goes to fortify the fact that Bucks made the right decision and not trying to main, or retain Jameis as their franchise quarterback. And of course, like Bruce Arian said, taking what was behind door number two. All right, yeah, let's- You don't have to read between the lines very deeply. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> close to right there that you know, no, they're not talking about Jameis, but they're talking about Jameis. Let's go out to the phone line. Quick. And like I said, we got to get Evan Winter on. Welcome to the evolution of sports talk television, Johnny Dean. What's on your mind? Uh, I, I missed something and you guys have gone on from that spot, but maybe I can just rehash it just a second. Ray said something about Lala Zaito and then you like laughed at him and I was wondering what was going on there because I, I just had turned my head for a minute and then came back and missed it. <laughs> touched a touched a tender spot with him there apparently. I yeah, can, I can review it for him. Basically, uh, Peter was we were talking about whether I'd like to see uh, McCoy come back here as a buck and, and and basically Matt Colson had alluded to the fact that he's a nice guy, you know, Walter Payton man of the year, helps you up and doesn't step over you and he had made a reference to how the Raiders and their defense was and I said Lyle Alzado back in the day he would have taken a dump on you he would assume taking a dump on you than to give you a hand to extend to help you up oh jeez that's being nice (laughs) yeah you're probably right you're probably right about that i just can't be believe that tampa bay ray said that what (laughs) it's like do you remember conrad dobler yes i mean he'd headbutt you and then he'd go home and smack your mom (laughs) all right johnny dean what what else the Gerald McCoy thing, uh, somebody I was just listening in the chat, somebody was talking about, uh, 
he doesn't belong in the ring. And I agree 100%. I think okay. Uh, okay. Who was that said that? Anyhow, point is, there's a lot of people that deserve to be in the ring of honor ahead of Gerald McCoy, James Dollar. And for me, my my one beef there is because Dave Pear isn't it. And Dave Pear was the first Pro Bowler this team ever had. Wow. You That's know? way back. I, I think I think he was the OG of those guards. That's a great boy. trivia question. That's a <laughs> great trivia. Yeah. I would not have Johnny, I would not have known the answer to that. And I've been a Bucks fan since day one. That's a great it. that's I a fun not that I love that. I knew it because Johnny made me aware of it last year when we were talking about it and, and the fact that, but Johnny, if I can, Peter and Johnny, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I have to say something here. I don't think it's a mystery to all of our watchers out there. I hope it's not, but you know, there are times that Johnny Dean is flying the editor's desk and he did all day today with all the pressers, all the news breaks, everything coming down. And Johnny Dean was literally getting that information out to us and getting our assignments yeah. and getting us. And I want to say to him from the bottom of my heart, Johnny Dean, you, the professor, you know how much you mean to us. We love you, bro. Well, I love you guys too, man. I absolutely but, love what Johnny Dean does, the professor. I got to let you go. You got to call back. We got to get these guys off, get Evan Winner of Bucks Nation, see what he has to say. Thanks a lot for the call, Johnny Dean. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, yep. All right. There you go. Good stuff. So, Rick Hughes, I will put you in the lobby. Ray Kennedy, you stick around here. We'll get you back in. And let's go out to Mr. Evan Winter. Welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. And the big story, I mean, pick one. Uh, is it the glowing comments from Mike Evans about Tom Brady? Is it Peter King realizing that Tom Brady, oh, by the way, still has an arm? Is it JPP's comments? I mean, for, for me, all those stories this week, but the main story has to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or in pads, finally. Welcome to the evolution. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing great, Peter, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, again, we're only, what, uh, 23 days until the start of officially football season. Of course, uh, I believe it is 26 days for the Bucks as they start on September 13th versus the Saints. You know, one big story for me, I want to ask you this. No fans for the Saints. How much of an advantage is that for the Bucks coming into that first game on September 13th? Oh, I mean, in terms of helping the Bucks, which is the definition of an advantage, it's a huge advantage. Uh, obviously, not having to play in front of that crowd will certainly help them. Um, now, is it really going to push them over that line of winning the game? Probably not. But regardless, anytime that you go on the road and play a game in New Orleans – without a crowd, which has obviously never been done. <laughs> but anytime that were to happen, that's obviously going to help you out big time. Uh, one of the cool things about that stadium, I had the honor and privilege of going there last year to cover the Bucks when they went uh, to New Orleans and lost 31-24. Uh, the press box is out actually in the stadium. Um, normally the press box, there's some glass in front, all this other stuff kind of gives you a little bit of a barrier, but it's full force, dude, that place. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's gone to a game there knows as well, but that place is rocking whenever, uh, it gets full throttle in there. So definitely it's going to help out the bucks big time. Not only that, but there was a big story also today with Andres Pete, the left guard, uh, looks like he has some type of thumb injury, could require surgery, no timetable. So how much of an advantage is that? I mean, you're talking about a pretty good offensive line. You always have to protect your quarterback, especially a Drew Brees, who most likely is in his last year. It's do or die for him. So losing a starter on that line definitely favors also the defensive line of the Bucks, especially Avita Vea and, of course, and Adama Kinsu. 
For sure. Um, it just all depends on his availability. If he's not there, that's obviously huge um, because they're uh, moving Eric McCoy to center, I believe. Or mm-hmm. is it uh, the Cesar Ramirez? Uh, they're Either way, they're moving Eric McCoy around somewhere. Um, I can't remember exactly how it's going. So they're going to have to – and they uh, cut Warford earlier. So they're going to have to kind of dig deep if Pete doesn't play. Um, Pete is obviously one of the best um, interior offensive linemen in the league. So that's a huge loss in itself. Um, but in terms of, you know, practicing and all that, he's been on this team. You know, Pete Carmichael has been the offense – well, offensive coordinator. Sean Payton, we know, really runs the offense. But um, those guys have been down there for, you know, years now. Or is it Pete? I don't know. I'm kind of blanking. I don't think I think it's Joe Carmichael. I don't know. Either way, the offensive yep. the offensive coordinator and uh, Sean Payton have been down there for years. Pete knows the system. Um, and I mean, unless he's the only time I'd worry if I was a Saints fan is if, if he's not there week one. I tell you what, let's go out to the phone line. Somebody has a question for you, so let's get out to them. Again, open phone line, 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. You're on the sports web of yours truly along with Evan Winter of Bucks Nation. What's on your mind? What's going on, guys? Coleman from Newport Ritchie. Literally, I'm, I'm 30 years old, well, about to turn 30. What's your name? You didn't, say, you didn't tell me your name. Oh. My bad. It's Greg. Oh, what's up, Greg? Greg. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, Um, happy birthday. October, but I I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) No, so real quick question. Y'all been listening. Uh, Hopefully, I can be on here for a couple minutes. Sure. Who, how many pro bowlers were on the offensive line for the Patriots last year? I don't think many pro bowlers. I think it's probably one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, right, Evan? Yeah, um, if anybody, it would be their tackle. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Uh, Cannon, Marcus Cannon, um, if anybody. But they had they had Trent Brown two years ago. I don't know if he was officially a pro bowler, but that the guy that signed with the Raiders. I don't think there's anybody last year. Oh, no, sorry, their guard, uh, Tooney, Joe Tooney. Tooney. I'm pretty sure he was a pro bowler. Um, outside of that, I don't think anybody else. Yeah, it's not a good offensive line, and uh, Brady threw over 600 times, much like Winston, and still faced some pressure. So uh, and I, I, his, his his touchdown to interception ratio was way, way you know better than his. So what I'm trying to say is Brady has that instinct, and he has that knowledge of, okay, I, 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 see, I see the left defensive lineman coming, I see the middle coming, I see the linebacker, and he knows who's open mm-hmm. based off that read. I mean, Winston, look, dude, I love Winston. To be honest, I really didn't want to get rid of him. I, I feel like he should have had, a, you know, a little bit more practice and time. But the thing about Brady, he, like everybody says, the guy's a genius. So if if he knows there's more pressure on the left, he knows exactly where he's going to want to throw. If there's linebackers that's going to blitz him, he knows that his running back and or this, you know, type of tight end is going to be open. So in a weird way, man, everyone keeps saying we're so concerned about the offensive line. I trust Brady. To, to dump it off to do a little screen or to do a little you know halfback you know to the to the you know running back or you know whatever so I dude I am super confident and if I sound like I'm full of shit please tell me no uh, not at all because actually uh your colleague there uh, Evan uh Mr. David Harrison of uh, Bucks Nation uh had the comments from Donovan Smith and he talked about this he talked about Tristan Worfs and how uh he's far ahead than he originally thought and, and that's a big deal i don't know what you take out of it but donovan would know he's played in the league uh, that's the big thing can a rookie on the right side 
you know, be able to defend against a Cam Jordan if he has to. I mean, so right. to me, Evan, the offensive line is one of the biggest question marks this year, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but at the same time, Brady is definitely going to help. And I checked, I was able to check the AFC roster. There were no Pro Bowl players on the Patriots offensive line last year. Uh, so we had zero. Um, but either way, uh, Brady's presence is definitely going to help out this offense. He has the quick release. Um, like you're saying, Greg, he's going to check down he, more often. He's going to find other guys. Like there's this play I posted on Twitter um, uh, probably four or five months ago. I was watching some film, and it was a play where O.J. Howard was running a vertical route down the left sideline, uh, one-on-one, um, and no safety help. And then – Jameis decided to take that route, even though the guy was in pretty good coverage. He was covering O.J. Howard. Um, but if you watch off to the far right, Bashar Perryman is coming wide open on probably like a 12-yard 12 12, uh, curl route, a deep curl. Um, and if Brady, or if Brady, if Winston hits him on that pass, then most likely it's a touchdown. But definitely they're getting inside the five. The Bucks are. And instead, Winston, Coxback, throws, and it's an incomplete pass to Howard. Even though Howard had a good chance at catching the ball, I understood the decision by Winston. It was a decent throw, all that good stuff. But Brady is going to take that other throw. And I know that doesn't really particularly relate to the offensive line and what you're saying. But it does reflect that Brady is going to make different decisions in this offense. And we're going to see a lot of things this year that we did not see last year in terms of how the offense is managed and run. And it could possibly lead to more points and more yards and all that stuff, um, just depending on how those yards are gathered and accumulated. Well, that kind of goes back to what I'm kind of talking about. Um, You know, Tom Brady has that split second decision Mm -hmm. where Jameis Winston kind of has that half second decision you know what i mean he holds the ball a little bit too much even chris landry our own who's on here tomorrow night uh he was dissecting winston's tape and he said a lot of those sacks were because winston was holding the ball and the reason why he was either holding the ball too long is because wide receivers were trying to get open could not get open or he was trying to make a play right from sacks so that's the thing with tom he's seen every defense out there and on some of those passes he's going to make that quick decision where he gets rid of the ball as quickly as possible well, and here's something, too, with Winston is, you know, he's loyal and he's going to listen to his coaches. And Bruce Arian has even said himself, he said it at the end of the year, if the guy is triple covered and my guy doesn't take a shot, he's getting his ass chewed. Or, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but Arian oh. said that. So Winston's going to take those shots, man. And whether he really should or not, that's just him being more of a loyal quarterback. Now, that is kind of a problem, but I don't really think, it's it's just adds another layer to the sacks and all that other stuff. But regardless, at the end of the day, the offensive line is still a question coming into the season because they gave up 47 sacks last year. Yeah. That can't that cannot happen this year. Um, no matter how you get to that number, even if it's like you know just some crazy number towards the back half of the year, anything. Uh, the Bucks have to stay under 32 sacks this year, in my opinion. Um, that doesn't mean that Tom Brady's going to get hurt or anything like that. I just think in order to see what we need to see out of this offense, they're going to have to definitely keep the sacks down. And I, you know, I don't know if they can do that right now. I think they will, or I think they can, but you know, the, the final answer remains to be seen. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely mean, think, and they got a test versus Cam Jordan and the Saints, who Jordan has made 
uh, the life miserable of Donovan Smith and this offensive line. So that's a big time test along with that Saints defense who has Davenport and has a Sheldon Rankins in the middle. So it's going to be a tough test. And even if their fans are not, you still have to play the game, of course. Uh, what else, Greg? Well, it was kind of attesting what you were just saying mm-hmm. to uh, a second ago about, you know, um, you know, we we're just talking about how great the offensive line was for the Patriots uh, versus, you know, the Bucks. I mean, both of them were pretty shitty, you know what I mean? So, and 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 then it goes to the quarterbacks. Okay, who can make the split this the the split second decision quicker? I sure. mean, it can can Jameis Winston make a faster read? Does he know who's going to be open? Does he know? you know, based off his receivers and his running backs, mm-hmm. uh, where to go to. Obviously, he knew the playbook probably a little bit better, but Tom Brady is going to have control of that playbook more than Jameis Winston did based off his resume. Sure. So, you know, even if we do have, you know, not the greatest offensive line, I I really, truly believe that he's going to get the ball off quicker. He's going to know what those receivers are more, mm-hmm. and he's going to be able to read that defense. Dude, guy is a, is a defensive genius, man. Yeah. And and I called a couple of times saying that. I mean, you know, we had conversations a couple of months ago. It's like when I called, I'm like, do we not – are we underestimating the the mind of Tom Brady and knowing the defense? Just like, just like Peyton Manning, which, you know, not to bring it up, I named my son Peyton. You know, Peyton Manning. Absolutely. Awesome. Good. Cool. My my family's from Indy, so, you know, I kind of had to. <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, it, it, he, he has that in mind. So, if he knows what type of defenses are setting up, he's going to know where his receivers are going to be open and not open. So, even if we do kind of have not the greatest offensive line, I truly believe with with our offensive weapons, with Chris Godwin, with Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. I mean, you got Gronkowski, who knows how healthy he's going to be. Mm-hmm. You got LaShawn now. You got Jones. I And with our defense being so great at the end of last year, look, and I know I'm hyping so much stuff up. No, but- not at all, because there's a, there's a lot of uh, outlets out there that are doing the same thing. In fact, CBS Sports Line had an article out there, and I'll talk to Evan here in a little bit about that, but some expectations of 2020. You're not hyping it up. I will say this. Coach Arian said that he's going to, they're going to have a compromise. He's going to figure out what Tom does well. They're going to figure out the offense together. That's the most exciting thing. And a lot of people say, well, all they're doing is taking deep shots. It's not like Tom can't throw deep, but it's not like they're always going to have to throw deep because I I believe that they're going to take some of those intricacies from that New England offense and make that work. And you would only think that if you bring in a Rob Gronkowski and already, you know, talking about OJ Howard, which we'll get back to in a moment with him and throwing to the tight ends that this offense would definitely favor uh, more of that than taking those deep shots. It's not to say he can't do it, but you would have who's to think. Who's our slot receiver? Who's our slot receiver? Sorry to interrupt. Evan. Who, Chris who, God, it's going to be Chris Godwin. I yep. mean, now, like when you're talking like, and Bruce Arians even said today that, um, that that's Chris's spot and they're not taking, I actually tweeted about it before it came on. Um, and, uh, we're not taking any of those catches away from Chris. Those were, those were Arians' exact words. Now, granted, he has said some things, you know, that he goes back on a little bit um, throughout the season last year. We've seen him do that before, but I, Chris Godwin's definitely the slot. Um, now, in terms of like the third wide receiver, uh, it's probably going to be Scotty Miller, if I had to guess. He could be, he could have like a John Brown 
effect on this offense. You know, John Brown, the the, the speedster for uh, in Arizona when Arians was down there, the deep guy down there. Um, and I would be more than thrilled to have see him kind of take on that role. And Greg, going back to the offensive line, just real quick, I'll just jump this. They don't even really have to be the Bucks. They don't even really have to be a top ten offensive line this year. If they could just be fifteenth, that'd be fine. You know, twelfth to fifteenth, that's totally cool. They don't have to be top five. They don't have to be top ten. So while they need to improve, um, definitely not expecting them and thinking they need to get to an elite level for this team to be successful. It's a good point. Good stuff, Greg. Anything else? No, you guys are awesome. I love hearing from you guys, and I will continue to listen. Thank you guys for the call. Absolutely. Use your second call, your third call, and tell your friends the evolution of Sports Talk Television is on nightly on the Landry Football Network and, of course, on Bucks Report. Thanks a lot for the call, all right? Take care, guys. All right, there you go. Greg opens a phone line, 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. It's the Sports Web Bucks edition. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Evan Winter of Bucks Nation. Let's get back to JPP. He had some interesting comments about Cam Jordan. Uh, He says, let the pads do the talking. I know how these games are. They're a battle. That's what we're preparing ourselves for. There's no reason to talk at all. Let your pads do the talking. Kind of some shade, if you will, to Cam Jordan. And then, of course, the quarterback comments uh, when he was asked about this yesterday. Not necessarily I'm going to do my thing regardless of who the quarterback is or not because he he was asked if he would sign or not. But I'm pretty sure they did the right thing and got a new quarterback. A lot of people say Maybe that was an indicator of Jameis Winston and how he maybe rubbed the locker room a little bit too much. But I think it comes down to, at the end of the day, it's about Tom Brady and the chip pedigree. Yeah, man, that's that's what it's about. I, I highly doubt if they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, he'd say the same thing. Um, maybe he'd say something like, you know, I'm glad Teddy's here. Something like that, but that would obviously be in the context of just supporting his guy. So it's all about Brady. It's all about his pedigree. Um, but then again, JVP's never been one to mince words or hide from uh, speaking how he really feels. So it wouldn't surprise me if tomorrow if he came out I was like, "Yeah, I was talking about James," yeah. <laughs> you know, or something like that. And that's what you know about JPP, that veteran leadership. He'll tell you right. like it is, and you need that type of leadership on this defense and in that locker room because if you have that then you hold young players accountable and that's what this team hasn't had uh besides you know their great history with a warren sap and a Derek brooks and a john lynch and a ronnie barber those players would hold the younger guys accountable do your job the same thing with the patriots that's their whole model and you feel like the tom brady effect and having a jpp on the defensive side of the ball is going to hold those players accountable. Let's go out to Johnny Dean. Welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. You're on with yours truly, along with Evan Winter of Bucks Nation. You got a question for him? Well, you guys were – I was going to hold this until later in the show. Like, you know, well, why hold it? Over. You know, why be a tease? But, Don't tease us. <laughs> I think when you say hold it, here, here's, here, here's what I think about your drama. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Rhea. Huh? You're gonna have fire cannons after I'm done here. Okay. Um, you guys are talking about. Um, I heard you saying something about uh, Scotty Miller is a third. I, I think that's pretty much a lock at this moment. At this moment. Wow. 
Scotty oh, Miller, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season, Johnny Dean and Evan Winter, it was all assumed that Tyler Johnson with the athletic ability, fifth round pick, could have been a second rounder, but the injuries changed everything. We talked about Justin Watson, but it's Scotty Miller. Scotty does know. Go ahead, Johnny Dean. Yeah, Scotty do in this situation. Uh, I mean, you got to like what you're hearing, and he's put on some muscle. You know, he's only like 160, or he was in the 160s last year, which is just tiny, man. I mean, I haven't weighed 160 pounds since like 15 years old, since like sophomore year in high school. So, um, but drawing rave reviews, uh, Bruce Arians has been talking about him both days. I know it's only day two, but so far two for two. Uh, and obviously he had the big 90 yard touchdown from Tom last year. I'm super excited to see what he does, man. And and if he can add, you know, obviously Mike is kind of the deep threat, not necessarily the speed threat, but the deep threat in this offense, man, if Scotty can add that vertical, that pure speed element to this offense, woo, just, just thinking about all the underneath stuff that would get opened up because of that, just, man, it makes me smile. You feel good about uh, Scotty Miller being the third wide receiver, Johnny Dean? Absolutely. The the one thing I feel the best about, though, is what happened between Brady and Arians earlier. Like, I think it was yesterday, Monday, when uh, when Brady's throwing the ball during walkthroughs and and Arians started yelling at him about, we don't do that here. (laughs) (laughs) It just tells me that Arians sees a football player. He don't see Tom Brady, and I love that. That's that's. I want Arians to coach Tom Brady the way he coaches everybody. Not exactly like everybody. I mean, you know, there's different situations like sure. Winston or sure. Gabbard or whoever <laughs> the hell he's got up there. Right. He's got to be coached differently, but he's not afraid to tell Brady what to do. That's what I'm, my point is there. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and, and we found out from Jenna Lane, ESPN, and other sources that uh, he was yelling at Brady. He was cursing out mm-hmm. Brady because Brady decided he wanted to throw in walkthroughs. I mean, that's how bad. Uh, through a walkthrough, Tom Brady wants to throw that football. He wants to win now. He wants to play some football. And Arians, uh, he gave him the business about it. It's it's awesome, man. And it sets an example. It sets a precedent for the other guys. Just that, you know, we're all in this together. Where I'm going to treat you all the same. And, yeah, as long as he just doesn't go overboard about it and, you know, he keeps his wits about everything um, and doesn't get stubborn then I'm all for it, man. And I'm sure Brady likes it. I'm sure he wants to be coached like that. I mean, hell, he put up with Bill Belichick for so long. So he doesn't mind Bruce Arians. And he knows at the end of the day, Bruce is going to sit down. And I'm sure Tom doesn't drink. If he does, it's probably like avocado-flavored whiskey or something. But, you know, sit down and just chill with Tom and have a good time. And they, he knows at the end of the day that uh, that Bruce means the best. Yeah, he, he came uh, – I think there's a statement he made out saying that – uh this is the first offensive-minded coach he's had since high school. Mm. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. That's wild to think about, too. That's scary. That's yeah, scary. right. you you got to feel like Brady's not only licking his chops, but again, he has something to prove, right, guys? I mm-hmm. mean, all the talk about Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick was a part of his success, and now he's leaving the Patriots, and there's people out there doubting uh, his uh, you know, previous accomplishments. That in itself, it's going to be the chip on his shoulder that's going to push him to greatness in Tampa Bay, in my opinion. Well, and honestly, too, if you look at Peyton Manning, kind of the guy he's chasing right now, well, not chasing, but the guy he's competing with right now um, as the best of his era, the be- um, maybe the best of all time, um, Peyton went and won a Super Bowl with another team. So yeah. why can't Brady do it? Why shouldn't Brady do it? And on- honestly, 
there is never really any, oh, is it Tony Dungy or is it Peyton Manning? Is it Jim Morris Sr. or is it Peyton Manning? Is it uh, Jim Caldwell or is it Peyton Manning? There was never that debate. There's always been is it Bill or Tom debate. So this would just add that extra layer and just cement his legacy that much further. So, yeah, you know he wants it, man. And he's going he's gonna to be ready to come out and fire on all cylinders week one. And uh, I'm, just getting, I'm just so excited talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Johnny Dean, what else? That's it, man. I just wanted to get that out. Because uh, today, that was the story of the day for me. I mean, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing Scotty Miller and hearing that he's up over 175. So putting on 10, 15 pounds is great for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good stuff, Johnny Dean. Keep on calling the sports web. All right, boss? All right. Uh, I got Greg on hold here, so we'll get back to you in a moment. You're on hold. Uh, just stand by. want to read these OJ Howard comments, and then I'll get you out of here. I want to keep you all night, but I'm telling you, you we get on the sports web. The webheads, they want to talk to our guests. They want to talk about football. They want to talk yes, about the Buccaneers, and I hope you don't have a problem with it. I know. Not at all, man. All right. Good stuff. So, OJ Howard, this is in care of, uh, once again, Bucks Nation. I really honestly just wanted to improve in the run game. Since college, I've taken pride in the run game coming from Alabama. We ran the ball a lot last year. It was just more about my footwork. I took a step in that. And once I started focusing more on that, the run game, footwork, and all the other stuff, the effect is always going to be there. The passing game, I never was too worried about that. I just have to make some plays in that aspect of the game. But for me, it was the footwork in the run game this offseason, and I'm working on this as we speak. He also says about uh, Gronk and, and the impact of it. We've already made a lot of improvements in a lot of areas as far as helping us out a lot in the run game with his footwork, just different things and routes that he used over the years to help him get open. Just being on the field with him, us together, has been a big mismatch. It's hard to cover a lot of guys like that when we're on the field together. It's just hard to stop that. It's going to open up a lot of things for everyone, and I think it should be really fun. These comments are indicative of why I believe O.J. Howard could be a dark horse candidate to really break out because everybody is focused on Rob Gronkowski, and people say, well, he's making $10 million and he's an injury threat, but what you don't see and what you're not paying for, but what you should is that veteran experience and those teachings that he's going to have to that tight end room. And now already we're hearing that OJ Howard has improved his game and the run. I feel like Howard is going to have a breakout year in 2020. What do you say? Yeah, actually, right before I came on here about an hour or so ago, I did a show with uh, Jeffrey Warren of the Philadelphia Sports Table podcast show. Uh, right. It's the podcast up in Philly. And he did a quick rundown with me and did like, you know, breakout player, blah, 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 blah. And one of them was one of his categories was don't forget about. And my guy was OJ Howard. And what you're talking about exactly, just the matchups that this offense can create for Howard now. And the fact that Bruce Arians even mentioned, like you're talking about how he's getting the scheme down last year is more about just learning everything. And we saw last year that he struggled. Um, and there were definitely times where he just wasn't all there in terms of being aware of what's going on around him and just knowing his place on the field and finishing plays too. I mean, we saw the drops, you know, so on and so forth. Sure. Um, but Man, just like what you were talking about, quoting him about running the field, the matchups, all that stuff. I just imagine a defense with a single high safety. You know, they and we come out, Bucks come out in two tight end set, and they bring a guy down in the box. 
because they're going to, you know, two tight ends probably going to run. They got to bring in some beef. So, and then all of a sudden you hit play action and you got OJ and Gronk going down the seam, the safety, single high safety in a two and a uh, two by two set is supposed to eye the routes, the releases of both the two receivers and they're supposed to guard um, against any seam coming their way. Well, please answer me this. What the hell is a safety going to do with both Rob Gronkowski and OJ Howard running directly at him <laughs> down the middle of the field? So it, it just, man, it's what this offense, you're absolutely right. He could, and especially going into his final year, next year of his contract, um, OJ could have a gigantic year this year. And honestly, I don't really know how much Gronk is going to do this year. I don't know really what his impact is going to be. I don't think it's going to be $10 million worth. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as he as long as he makes plays and he's healthy, I'm cool with it. But uh, OJ could really stand to benefit big time from from uh, his presence and have a good year. And that's what you have to be encouraged by the comments. Already, there's learning going on with Gronk. Let's go out to the phone lines. Greg, thanks a lot for calling back. You're on with yours truly, along with Evan Winter here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. What's on your mind, boss? Oh, uh, thank you guys. By the way, um, he did not have too many drops last year. I mean, he had about what, 19, I mean, 53 for 34. I mean, he didn't have too many, about 500 yards. I mean, he wasn't that bad. I mean, he was decent. Um, O.J. Howard, by the way. I think it was um, disappointing. I think it was disappointing from the no, no, the expectations of him. And now, not necessarily having to be the number one priority on this offense. You look at it, Evan, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Cameron yeah. Braid, Rob Gronkowski. He could be fourth or fifth option. So now... With all that pressure being taken off him, I think that's where he could excel. And just because he's learning from Gronk and that tight end room is learning from Gronk, they're going to be better off for it. Well, it's not even that. I mean, you have to understand this. You know, Tom Brady. Who you know? Who did he really throw to? He really threw to a lot of tight ends to begin with. Correct. It's all about how how Winston perceived his offense. He mm -hmm. perceived his offense as looking downfield and looking at his receivers. He didn't really go to. Uh, his tight end a lot. I mean, Cameron Braid, obviously a, a great, great tight end, but he didn't really, he, that wasn't their go-to. So his main go-to was, you know, Chris Godwin and, you know, uh, Edmonds and stuff like that. So we have to take that into consideration as well. And then look, we have to compare and contrast. Tom Brady loves tight ends. And then we have a great tight end as OJ Howard. And then we have Gronkowski who did take a year off, who does say he's in better shape than he's ever been. He feels a lot better. And, and then again, he's not that old. 31, what is he, 30, 31? He's, he's really not that old. So we really have to take a lot of that into consideration. We can't just say, okay, you know, well, you know, OJ wasn't that great last year, so maybe he not might, might not be that great this year. No, we have a totally different scheme, a totally different quarterback who's going to be making different reads. Um, Another reason I was calling, sorry to interrupt, dude. How do I get on your show? I would love to be like this other guy. Sorry, I forgot your name. <laughs> yeah, that's Evan. Awesome. That's Evan Winter of Bucks Nation. <laughs> You're awesome, Evan. But uh, how do I become an Evan, dude? I would love to be on your show one day. Well, I tell you what, you got to hit up uh, hit up uh, Keith Larson on uh, Bucks Report, and we'll see what we can do for you. All right. Awesome. By the way, dude, I love you guys' show. Thank you, Evan. Thank you guys, and. Uh, Remember, I mean, we can't just say, okay, you know, you know, Jameis did this, so maybe this is how it's going to be. We, we can't do that because 
it, it's going to be completely different with Brady and his mindset. Greg, so, it always is. I mean, everybody tries to put predictions on year from year, and what we understand and what we notice is that the NFL means not for long. So just because a team is good one year doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be good the next. And it, it goes along with player performance. If you put a, a, a player in a new system, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to excel. In fact, with everything yeah. going on off the field, you just have no idea about anything. But I tell you right now, I'm going to put my money on Tom Brady in this offense. I'm just saying that. So good sure, stuff. Sure. Thanks well, a lot and, for the evolution, all right? And, uh, hey, Greg, just – just and I'm not trying to be petty or anything like that, uh, but O.J. Howard was tied for the, the 10th most drops among tight ends last year. He had four, and he was one drop away from uh, being the – having the fifth most drops amongst all tight ends. So he definitely had some issues uh, dropping the ball last yeah, year. Yeah, he had some well, issues. You, you proved me wrong, my friend. And I, <laughs> everything I said. Hey, hey Greg, all, all I'll say is – Still love you, Greg. Still love you, man. A learning moment for you when you're going to go on and, you know, try to be Evan Winter. Make sure you do your research, but definitely – Bucks report. Uh, we definitely got a seat for you somewhere, all right? All right. God, God bless you guys. Keep, keep on keeping on. All right. Like, Take care, man. Absolutely. Like, 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 like Joe Dirt said, life's a garden. Dig it. There you go. Good stuff. And on that note, great job. Fire those cannons for him. And fire- I like it, man. I like it. That's awesome. Fire those cannons for Johnny Dean. And then whoever is saying that I'm not reading the comments tonight because I'm paying too much to my guest, here's what I got for you. <laughs> Don't play with me. All right, Evan, what to go ahead and promote yourself here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Find me, BucksNation.com, uh, on Twitter, at Evan underscore winner, all lowercase letters, uh, the North and South podcast, and uh, Rocky Top Talk. Uh, that's um, SB Nation's UT, uh, Tennessee Vols, not, not Texas, Tennessee Vols website. So that's where you can find me. All right, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Evan Winter, for coming on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Don't be a stranger, all right, my friend? No, sir, you know it. Thanks, Peter. All right, there you go, Evan Winter of Bucks Nation. Go and check him out. Let's go out to the webheads, and then we've got a plethora of guests for you tonight, and we also got an open phone line. Don't be shy. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to let you talk unless you start talking nonsense. What do we say on this show? Bring your passion. Bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. You bring nonsense, this is what you get. And I may also hang up on you, but usually I don't. I'm pretty uh, lean. Yet on that, but to it, there we go. Jason Dahl says, hi, guys. Uh, Anthony says, hey, what's up? What's going on? Matt Colson, I'm back. Can't take any more DNC coverage. Let's talk about practice. Absolutely. Bring your passion. Christopher Cole, let's go fire those cannons. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, what's up, Matt? Jason goes, a Brady's boy. He's like Batman. Let's go, boys. Johnny Dean, ready for the sports web. Uh, and girls, Milo Jackson, because we do have women that tune into the show. How's Tristan Wurtz look so far? Once again, going back to those comments of uh, Donovan Smith, and I just had him there. Uh, in so many words, just to paraphrase, uh, he's ahead of Donovan Smith's thinking. In fact, uh, he said, you know, I, I didn't, with everything going on with COVID, everything that's happened, I'm surprised that this kid is ahead, but he really is. So 
Just to paraphrase right now, he's looking good. But of course, game time situations are completely different and the coaching staff will decide if Worf starts on the right side or not. So much from today to discuss. Absolutely, let's go Bucks, says Matthew. Peter H. Blake, the interview with Brady after practice made me believe more. If that was possible, fire them cannons. All right, here you go. All right, we're going to fire it out tonight. Uh, I love my weed card. Laugh out loud, says Milo. Again, mycannabiscard.com for all your medical marijuana needs. I'm going to do what I do. What's up, Johnny? Johnny Dean, been a long day going through all the interviews and trying to catch up on the practice sessions. Fired up Ray Kennedy. Ray is coming in hot. Doesn't, doesn't that camera shot look good for Ray? That's a new camera shot there. Bucks are done talking. Jason says, I hope Saints get crushed. The fans are so over-the-top arrogant. Milo, the Saints are an average road team. They need that home-field uh, crowd noise. And this season, they won't get it. The Bucks are going to shock them week one. Yes, sir, says best virtual edits video. I don't need the one game beating. I want a complete sweep. Nobody knows what kind of depth we have but the coaches. Uh, his legacy is underperforming, says Jason. That would be the question to Gerald McCoy. You can see the obvious lack of depth in places. Andrew says, Tampa Bay Rays win. Give the Yankees their first home loss, 6-3. to three. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Rays playing some great baseball right now. Isn't it a great night or a great day to be a Tampa Bay sports fan, right? You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have the Lightning tomorrow, hopefully closing out in Game 5, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays beating those stinking Yankees. Okay, there we go. Tampa Bay used to have problems this year, no different, except we have a better chance with the greatest quarterback of all time leading us. Dylan says, hey, guys, Johnny Dean, uh, best virtual edits video. Hey, bro, it's lonely in here tonight. Uh, somebody keep Johnny Dean uh, company. Uh, what's up, Dylan Casey? What's up, all best virtual edits video? We got Dylan, seems like Johnny. Looks like it for now. Anyway, Eric Scott, the Tampa Bay Rays say, uh, John Cusack, I don't believe he did. I think he said John Matuzak. Uh, is John Cusack the same team as Nick Chubb? It's very funny. He is not. What's wrong with Ray Kenny saying that about Alzado? He wasn't lying. Uh, Eric Scott says, uh, laugh my ass off. Gotcha. Yep, uh, you did. Jason Dahl, he was just a career guy, meaning nice mental talent injury, riddled and underperformed. Nice guy. Sure, not motivated to be more. From my eyes, uh, Milo Jackson McCoy is better than just a good player. When he was healthy, he just couldn't count on him in a big game to make an impact. Johnny Dean says, Lyle Alzado, Ray was being nice about what he would do. That guy was ruthless. McCoy, great guy, great player. Just don't put him in the ring of honor. Please, not enough room. Next up, Rice and Wilder, your thoughts. Look, we talked with Ricky Reynolds here, Eric, on Thursday night, and he even said he played with James Wilder. He feels like Wilder should be in the ring of honor, so we'll see if we can make that happen here on the Sports Web and on Bucks Report. Right, never played at that level, but sure wanted the hype and money for it. Eric, maybe there's room now, but we need to save room for Evans, LD, and most likely some others from this squad. Well, you're definitely going to have to figure out the situation with the contracts, of course, Chris Godwin coming up and Levante David also being mentioned. Uh, there are a lot of players ahead of GMAC. Dave Parr was the first uh, Bucks pro bowler. He deserves a spot as anyone. Winston was a living nightmare, says Fred. I'm glad Winston is gone, but not having any hard feelings other than he is a saint. Ew. GMAC getting old. Christopher Cole. 
Uh, did you all happen to catch what Scotty Miller said about how Brady always puts the ball in the right place? I did. And score predictions, I know it's early, but could be fun to guess for that first game. Yes, sir. Makes it easier to gain yak. Johnny Dean, happy birthday, Greg. Eric, like Al says, don't should on yourself, but I feel like we got to win it all this year uh, because of Super Bowls in Tampa. Who knows who we're going to lose next year with the cap situation? We got Matt on the line, but let's hold up here, Matt. Let's read the rest of the hey. webheads. Hold on, Matt. We're going to put you on hold here. Stand by. Uh, right. Again, I, I like the calls, but we got to read the comments here from the webheads. Uh, and then we'll get our, our get our guest on here. Let's see here. Don't shoot on yourself. Uh, happy birthday, Greg. Eric says, I thought the Raiders had a decent center. No way. I'm going to hang up on Matt right now because he didn't turn down his phone. So turn down your phone. I don't understand saying that Winston should have more time. He had five years. Five freaking years, Jason. Uh, five long freaking years of being let down. Rick, Winston was spectacular. Sometimes spectacularly good. Sometimes spectacularly bad, sometimes with the same game or even the same drive. Eric says, think about it, though. Are they really going to say if a guy is behind schedule or sucking during practice? Probably not. Jason, we all knew he was sucking. Rodney, just got in, boys. Let's go, Bucks. Thank you very much. He was always trying to make the long pass instead of the smart places. Jason, Rick, it's just fun to see the difference this year in the tone from the players. Deontay Moore, I see Winston is still a topic of discussion around these parts as it always is because winston has looked good deontay always welcome on the sports web because now winston is a saint everything feels different rodney we can keep the sacks down if we can get a running game but totally agree johnny dean is anyone going to mention arian dealing at brady for throwing the ball during walkthroughs or that brady aired out a 45 or 50 yard bomb to scotty miller on his first pass monday uh it all comes down to the offensive line how much they want to improve or can for Tom and protect him. Rick Hughes, players have made comments the last couple of days regarding the change in quarterback. It's not just around these parts. Jason says, not a shock to me. He's back to having something to prove and loving the game again. Johnny Dean, I love the new connection to Miller, and I love that Arians isn't candy-assing Tom because he's Brady. Grunt can block two, can block two guys. Eric Scott, if there's anyone that wouldn't take Winston over Gabbert as a backup for uh, less money every day of the week, it's a shame. Things went the way they did, and we ended up with uh, uh, Blink Gabbert as a backup for way more than Winston is making as a backup. No, I wouldn't. Gabbert will never turn the ball over like that, not to mention Winston wouldn't want to come back after the fans dumped on him for years and would be a crazy situation with the locker room. Slot for Scotty, don't know. Uh, we weren't elite line in 02. Don't forget, you're actually right. They weren't an elite line. They were a good enough line. Agree to disagree. I don't disagree, though, that he wouldn't want to come back after he was treated. Right. Jason says, I think Vea is going to have a huge year. Always liked Scotty. Don't know. Mike Evans uh, literally raved about uh, uh, Jay Watt in his press conference. Is that Jameis Winston? Uh, but I agree. Scotty is our third or Justin Watson. Excuse me especially with TJ's injury. Uh, okay, but who does he talk about making him a living legend? Brady. It's an attitude of winning. Definitely he will shut everyone up. Look at Jordan. Brady is definitely in that mentality. Fire them cannons again. And this is what happens when you got all these webheads. Brady and Gronk are like having two Belichicks on the field with all that experience. Is Evan Winter from Maryland or DMV area? I hear the accent. 
Uh, Goosebumps, is it September 13th yet? Johnny Dean, you're from there. I just moved from Baltimore to Pittsburgh. We all love tight ends. Jason says our offense is dangerous. I feel like we click and stay gelled. We could be the best offense ever, potentially. Eric Scott, everyone wants to be on the evolution, absolutely, because it is the future, and the future is now absolutely shooter and stash. They do a hell of a job here. Jay and Rojo will benefit the most from adding Brady to this offense. I'm Tom's age. Laugh out loud. Jason says, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Peter H. Blake. Love the show. Have a good night and go Bucks. Uh, call in shooter and stash. Uh, Jason says, oh, we aren't done. And never mind. Laugh out loud. I'm out of opinions tonight. Laugh out loud. Go Bolts. More comments here from the webheads, and then we'll get out to our guests, the Deck Bar and Grill at uh, Isola de Sol. We got some big plans. Just saying. I'm not going to give it away, but we got some big plans. Is it just me or are the Saints fans extra salty this year? They smell that ass-whooping coming. Uh, coming up, Rick Hughes returns in. Nick Citro, Tampa Bay, Ray Kennedy. All these guys are going to get on, and Rick Hughes returning in a special appearance from Nitro, Nick Citro. So without further ado, let me go ahead and get these guests on. Mr. Nick Citro, welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. How are you doing tonight? What's going on? We're 26 days from kickoff. I cannot wait. I, I am I am ready. Is it September 13th yet? Yeah, is it September 13th yet? Absolutely. Let's go out to Tampa Bay Ray. Tampa Bay Ray, welcome back to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Thank you, Peter. All right, and Mr. Rick Hughes. So we got a four-way going on. Uh, yes, I said four-way. And, of course, open <laughs> poll line, 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. If you've got any questions for these gentlemen about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, about anything that's going on in the league, Nick, let me ask you this. What is your take on the Gerald McCoy situation? He's going to be out for the year for the Cowboys. A lot of people talking about legacy. What do you say? I'll get to him. Matt, you got to hold on here. Let's put you on hold. Turn down your radio, whatever you're listening to it on. Nick, go ahead. I, I mean, it, it sucks. Uh, you know, he, he signed with the Panthers last year, signed with the Cowboys this year. Um, and, and from all the reports, he was incredibly excited to get a new opportunity. And if you watch the video, I saw it posted on Facebook and Twitter that the injury was really just a freak accident i think he was you know they have those drills for defensive linemen where they have the bars up top so that you're forced to stay low uh i think he was just coming out from under there and just absolutely gave way of his quad so i mean it was just a freak injury um and the cowboys had a clause in his contract that said if mccoy hurt i think it was his quad but it was some leg injury if he hurt that specific area in his leg they could cut him and only owe him $3 million, and that's what they did. So, you know, kind of a cutthroat business, but is what it is. Um, in terms of his legacy in Tampa, I, I think I, – I know Rick Hughes is probably going to disagree, but I think he's a fringe Ring of Honor candidate. And, and people say, you know, he didn't make any big plays. I mean, who made a big play in the last decade for this team? They've been perennial losers. I mean, Jameis Winston oh, had a couple game-winning drives, I guess. <laughs> who, who – can you name anyone else who, who's had who, who's made an impact? In, yeah, in Dominican Sue last yeah, in Dominican Sue last year against the Rams when he when he scored the touchdown. You want me to keep going? I mean, there's there's a lot of players that have done something. Sure, how many Sha how many Shaq Barrett uh, Shaq Barrett sacks last year were big time in the fourth quarter when it mattered? Yeah, sure. There's plenty of other examples. Come on, Nick. 
I mean, I, I don't think you can keep him out just based on that criteria. Alone. Well, Nick, Nick, here's the thing. Now, I, and I wouldn't say that someday Gerald McCoy wouldn't possibly be a, a candidate, but you'd have to get talk to me about Ricky Bell and James Wilder and Dave Pear and Dave Logan. Talk to me about about Mark Cotney. And I know all most of these players played long before you existed, Doctor Nick, or you were born, I should say. But I mean, there are a multitude of players that should. <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're going to put guys in there just because they're great guys and they put in a solid career. But, you know, they weren't here for a championship. They weren't, you know, they didn't see a lot of playoffs. Not his fault. But there are at least five or six Buccaneers, maybe Simeon Rice. There are at least five or six players that will get there. Now, Gerald McCoy in his 60s when he's in a retirement home over in Tampa and the kids are all grown up and and maybe they bring him out for a ceremony. Sure, I think he's earned at least a right to, to, to be in that argument. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's go out to the phone lines here because we got somebody on there. Mr. Matt Colson, welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. What's on your mind, boss? Hey. Am I back? You're back, buddy. Go for it. Okay. Well, I haven't been able to hear anything you guys are saying because I don't want to interrupt your show by listening to your playback on the TV. Okay. That's fair, buddy. Go ahead. So we're right. talking about McCoy's legacy, but what do you got? Well, that's where I was going to go. First of all, let me start at the beginning. The, the, the player's name was Dave Pear, like the fruit that was the first pro bowler who should be on the Ring of Honor. It was in one of the comments, and you blew the name up. I don't know what you call him. It was Dave Pear. I said Dave Pear. I didn't say no, anything else. <laughs> You're hallucinating was- again, Matt. You're watching too much <laughs> political content. That's the problem. You come on the show. You're watching all kinds of political content. You're, you're confusing me with all the drama. I said Dave Pear. You know what you okay. get for Dave Pear? Here's oh, what here you get go. for Dave Pear. <laughs> now, go for it, Matt. All right, so I took my beating. Here's yes, you did. Thing. Here's the next thing. James Wilder needs to go up on that ring and Simeon Rice, in my opinion, before any talk of formerly Mr. 93 Batman. I don't want to. I I just cannot put that in in my mind that Gerald McCoy was better than either one of those two players and deserves it more than those two players. I just don't even understand how is this even a conversation. <laughs> I just don't even understand this even being talked about. Here's a guy who who literally did nothing. He had a lot of sacks at times when it didn't matter. Okay, but. He, the Ring of Honor, when you don't have Simeon Rice in the Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor, when you don't have Richard Batman Wood in the Ring of Honor, right. I mean, w- what in the world are yeah, we? Dave, this, is, this is crazy Pear. talk. Did you hear that? Dave Pear, like a pear you eat, which I don't eat. Go ahead, Matt. <sighs> well, I'm just saying, and Rick was getting ready to rant, and you blew his steam off. But the- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, Matt. So anyway, I agree with I agree with Rick, and I hadn't even thought about Batman Woods or Scott Brantley, for God's sake. Right, right. Brantley used to be on the radio back before I left Tampa. I don't know if he still is or not, but he was a monster. And and it's like everything pre Glazer is not considered. It's like time before anything ever happened. We start, this team started. The year that Malcolm bought the team, nothing before that ever happened. Anything that that's happened. not true. They just let in Jimmy Giles. They've brought in no. That's not true. Wait, There's Rick. Like, can I ask you a question? I, I I should know this, but it's very late. It's been a long day. But answer me, riddle me this: 
Is Hardy Nickerson in the no, Ring of Honor? No. Then, then Gerald McCoy don't got a chance. Right. That's what I don't even understand. Why are we even talking about this? This is to me, it's such a crazy conversation. The only reason is because young people have no idea what it's like to have great players on the Buccaneers. Oh, so they, they look they at it now. and they go, they look at it, right, they do now, but they look at it and they go, Well, Gerald McCoy, he's kind of been kind of a well-known name for the last, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, that's kind of all that the Buccaneers have had. Well, that's true, but there were a lot of great players way better than Gerald McCoy prior to that. Well, yeah. And that's, that's marketing doing that. that yeah. Didn't have anything to promote. So they promoted their number one draft pick that they got out of Oklahoma. Who's a big guy and everybody loves him. And he does a lot for the community and all that which is great for the United way. And for the, 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 when you're wanting to get the Walter Payton award, but he didn't play his position. And Ray, I'd put Kevin house in before I would put Gerald McCoy. Ooh, wow. Absolutely. Ray wow. Was that McCoy was injured all the time. And I was having this conversation with Ben Cornette, I think today where he did tear his bicep, like every other freaking season. And he'd be out for a month. Do something else stupid because he's doing a swim move or whatever he's trying to do. He was always hurt. So you never got your bang for your buck when what you paid for. And hey, Matt, let me ask you this. If you follow it at all and you're out in you know, Oklahoma, so you're up, you're, 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 you know, Dallas, you think if Kevin Love was, was not signed by the Bucks just two days ago, as, as, <laughs> as, as, as what Rick was saying for depth, and even though uh, the Dallas doesn't run, you think that right now that Dallas, he wouldn't be on a plane to Dallas? Well, I think it's Kyle Love, actually. Kyle Love. I mean, when I say Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love. <laughs> Place to the Cavaliers. So that's, that's, no, I mean, I'm, I'm in the bubble. Oh, yeah, no. I got you. Go so, ahead, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Would he be on a plane to Dallas today? Probably so. Right. I was shocked that they cut him so quick. The McCoy. I well, he's done. He's done for the year. He's done for the year. And then on top but of they, it, they were they able to recoup the money. Unable, they let him go. Well, yeah, they let him go because uh, it said in his contract that he had a pre-existing condition. So they well, were able to collect on that. You, yeah. I heard you say that earlier. Yes. Yes. Nick, what so do you know about – hold on, Matt. Nick, what do you know about that whole situation with uh, Dallas recouping the money? This was in the contract as an injury waiver? Oh, Nick, hold on a sec. Oh, Nick, Nick, what do you – There you go. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, he, so when he signed the contract, basically, I don't know if it was a pre-existing injury or not. Uh, I mean, it must have, if, the, if it was that specific, uh, basically said, if you injure this specific area, uh, we can void your guaranteed money and you're only going to collect, I believe it was the signing bonus of $3 million. And I, I think it was his quad. Um, that's exactly what they did. So they pretty much just cut him. He gets the 3 million and they opened up the roster space. So, yeah, I mean, Right. Well, they're they're kind of scrambling now because they have Don Terrio Poe. They were looking to him to uh, make an impact. And I kind of wonder here, guys, and you can all answer because we've talked about this. I think we talked about it last night, Rick. Do you feel like there could be more injuries in this offseason simply because of not having as many padded practices and also what's going on with COVID? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nick, go ahead. More injuries, I would say probably. I, I mean, I saw some outlets posting, oh, there's more injuries this year than any other year. And I'm just thinking to myself, it's exactly the same. Freak injuries happen every single year. People tear ACLs every year in training camp. 
I don't think it's really going to make a difference in training camp. It, I think we're really going to see it the first, you know, one to, you know, week one through week five. I, I think that's where it's going to be. Are there more injuries, you know, when we start actually hitting? Because, you know, it, it's, it's every year we see these injuries. Um, and I think it will be beneficial to not have the preseason games for some of these bubble guys because we see injuries there happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think it's going to affect training camp, but possibly the start of the season. Tampa Bay Ray. Well, I, I, you know, I wanted to talk about, and basically alluding to your talking about injuries and the, and the lack of preseason, I thought one of the most telling comments from Bruce Arians' press conference today was when they were talking about that he had the defense out running laps on the field because they weren't rushing to the ball, and it was the second day in a row, and he talked about bad habits forming. And I, I started thinking about that because, you know, he's got the guys that if he wants it because he said our, our defense is predicated upon rushing to the ball and speed. Well, if they're rushing to the ball, it's going to make the offensive players have to be on their toes because they've got to protect because you don't want that freak injury. You don't want an overzealous fourth string cornerback or someone's in there to, to trip up and possibly have an ACL injury to someone who's playing half-heartedly. And I think what Bruce Arians is doing is I think he's setting that tempo because he knows that it's not so much about that contact these teams are not going to get in that preseason, but he knows it's the ones that can get that speed and get that, you know, get that built in right now from the very get-go are going to be the ones that can overcome the COVID-19 lack of a preseason and have a very successful season. Rick, I think you're going to see teams protecting for the most part, their, their experienced players. So you're not going to see a lot of injuries prior to the start of the season with the, with the vets. You'll see, you'll see some, certainly you saw it with McCoy, but you're going to see fewer because teams are not going to, everybody is gun shy right now. You're afraid at the same time of having to get the reps, you're trying to get the rookies, the reps as best you can. You're trying to protect your experienced players. And I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up uh, when the season starts, you're going to see a lot of, a, a lot of, of bodies that are not prepared for what's coming for them. And, uh, and I want to point out something, you know, we're, we're talking about depth a lot with the Buccaneers. I think what's coming, what we don't realize and what, a lot of people may not be thinking about, let's say there's two or three more depth pieces that the Buccaneers need cuts are coming. And uh, those, there are going to be players available to build your depth when those cuts happen. So this team is positioned really well when it comes to that. It really is. And uh, Matt, to answer your question. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I hope that they're doing training exercises stretching and and whatever maybe sure. Tom Brady's guy came down because the one thing I mentioned this last week when I talked to you Mike Evans has a history of hamstring issues yeah and if they're not going to play full war in the offseason mm. preseason stuff and not get him stretched out the first time he tries to accelerate he's going to come up gimpy and then we've got a problem yeah you got a problem because that's a lingering injury and you've already seen that happen with an AJ Green he has some sort of hamstring injury he was hurt all last year not good news for that young quarterback in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. Good stuff, Matt. Thanks, hey, a lot. Matt. Yeah. Matt, have you seen the videos of Gronkowski out there playing, uh, practicing with the sweat flying everywhere? Yeah, I heard that he uh, he, he had never. Uh, what did Arian say? He's used to New England summer. But yeah, he's, he's getting used to Florida. Yeah, training. Ca- yeah, he's used. To, he's he's. He's New England camp ready, not Florida camp ready. Well, the thing is, when I mean, you see these players running around. I get the feeling this year's camp for the Buccaneers is different than what's happening in a lot of other, 
a lot of other areas. And I think your concern about Evans, I think Evans is doing anything and everything to be on the field as much as possible with Brady. So I don't think that that you need to be concerned about that. And going back to the Gerald McCoy situation, this is from Mike Garofalo of NFL Network. Right knee chronic quad tendonitis and related structures. So that was already uh, in the contract. Matt, thanks a lot for calling the evolution. All right. All right. You guys have a good night. All right. Good stuff. Open phone line 727-255-0391 at 727-255-0391. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake. Along with Tampa Bay, Ray Kennedy, best of the Bay, Mr. Nitro, Nick Citro, our analyst here at Bucks Report, Mr. Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats. And, of course, let's go ahead and add this guy to the mix, Mr. Joshua Cole Allen. Welcome to the Evolution. What's on your mind tonight? What's going on, guys? How's everyone doing tonight? Good. Well, How you doing? I'll tell you what, you got to hold that thought because we got Webheads calling in. Mr. Johnny Dean, welcome to the party. What's on your mind? What's up? Uh, how about Nitro Nick there lighting the dynamite right off the bat? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what he does. You want to know a good stat, Johnny Dean and Rick Hughes? What's that? Uh, the, this stat was posted in 2017, but out of at the time he only had 42 sacks. 31% of them were in the fourth quarter, and in Warren Sapp's career, 33% of his were in the fourth quarter. So. Yeah, name but name a memorable play from McCoy. And everybody's like, oh, you're such a hater, Peter. But I just, I can't do it. I anybody, can't. anybody. He was top five in stacks this decade. Top I don't five care about stats. I didn't decade. ask you for stats. You don't care about stats? No, listen to me. Now, I know that's hard for you to swallow. But what I'm saying is, look at the list of people that are in the chat room, Okay. Look at that list of people in the chat room. Any of them. Call me with a with a splash play, game-breaking, any kind of impact play from Gerald McCoy. Give me one. That's all. Anybody. Give me one. All right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go through all of his tape. I'm going to give you five splash plays that he made. Five oh, splash plays. Good play. luck. Yeah, you have to go back I'm to gonna his do tape. It. I can't think of yeah, going to be back to college. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about 2013, yeah. probably against the Steelers. I mean, that's one play I remember, but that's about it. You look at Ndamukong and Sue, how he closed out games last year, and you can remember multiple plays from Sue. How is that possible? One year of a Bucks <laughs> career, and what? How many years was McCoy here? Ten? And you can't remember not one splash. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve to go in before Hardy Nickerson or, uh, you know, Simeon Rice or players like that. But I think, you know, 10 years from now, he's going to be a fringe guy there. I don't think it's crazy to think that he's going to be on the fence of, of the you ring just, of You just said, I'll go back and try to find one. That says everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, You're the I one mean, making the case. A 2-12 team, a 4-12 and 12 team, and we want a defensive tackle. I making. can name look. Go, go, you want to talk Leroy Selman on an zero and sixteen team? Well, now we're talking talk about another? a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I, I think you. Who's, who's I think side you are you arguing? Pretty close to a Hall of Famer if you're going to be on the Ring of Honor. I don't think it's no, going to be no. really what? good. It's got you. Got to be something be special. To it. Mike Allstott is in the Ring of Honor, and he's not close. Mike Allstott was a game changer for this franchise in the face Absolutely. of this franchise. He's not a Hall of Famer. You want to he talk was one highlights? Of the best at his position. Oh. List the fullbacks under the Hall of Fame. 
Uh, well, hold on. They're not, uh, you're not going to get in the Hall of Fame as a fullback. So exactly, but he's the damn closest one. Hey, I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys a good comparison. This is for the old school Buccaneer fans out there. Uh, Gerald McCoy should be in the hall, at Ring of Honor. He should go in with with um, Broderick Thomas, the Sandman. And I'm not putting Bro- I'm not putting Broderick Thomas down now. And but it's the same. Th- he was part of. The, he's he's actually a, a victim of the same thing that Gerald McCoy was. He played for many years on many bad teams, and there were many years where Broderick Thomas was the number. Now, who's laughing? I just want to say, what's it going to take to get James Wilder in the Ring of Honor? <laughs> he deserves it before McCoy too. He's the leading rusher in in Bucks history. Robert Thomas. No, what I'm saying, though, if we're getting people in just for the fact that they were the best at the time, if they were the only thing, because Broderick Thomas was the he was he was the number one thing that we hung our hat on. That that was our, that was the advertising for the Buccaneers. It was the Sandman, Broderick Thomas, and to to say that. Gerald McCoy should be in there would almost equate to me, Broderick Thomas. And I guess the fact that you're laughing kind of helps me make, makes the point. And, and I'm not trying to put Gerald McCoy down. I'm saying, I just don't think he's there. No, no I, you're, you're, we're, we're agreeing with you. We're just laughing at the, the entire, that's Sad how man. I feel. That's how I feel is how are we even having this discussion? Just like when it comes to Broderick Thomas, how are we even having this discussion? Okay, you know, I mean, I just don't we've done it. Jameis. Now we've done McCoy. Let's move on to something else. Something let's bigger. Hey something guys, bigger. let's talk hey, about. Hey, 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 hold on now. Who's the host here? <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying the McCoy talk and the Jameis talk. It's like <laughs> that's how hey, I feel. You you got a show? You got a show? When's your show? When's your show, tomorrow. Joshua? It's tomorrow. There, talk about what you want. Right. Well, I should be giving away a signed Gerald McCoy picture this Wait, week. Wait, Rick, don't so. forget Joshua's got Martin Grammatic <laughs> yeah. on tomorrow night. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. All right, let's go back to Johnny Dean. I'm interviewing the homeless guy who lives behind oh, the stadium. Oh, Johnny Dean's still what? here? Shut up! <laughs> what do you want, Johnny Dean? This <laughs> <laughs> is like a Friday night. Yeah, I should leave. I should leave. You guys having a real general discussion, and I come in and it all goes to shit. This is, Charles, this is Charles's show. You're not going to get in trouble here, Josh. Stay. Just, just relax here, okay? John, what do you got to say? Welcome back, Nick. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, didn't, I, can't, I can barely hear what he's saying. What did he say? Nick. Said, Welcome back, Carter. You said you're full of crap about, about Gerald. <laughs> All right. Well, when he gets in the Ring of Honor, I'll expect a free pizza from Modern Recuse. Hey, what? You know what? I'll give you. You, I blame, you know what? That's fine. I blame, I blame Nick. Uh, Johnny Dean. What you're up? the one who asked the question. You can't blame me. <laughs> you you started the show. What do I think of Gerald McCoy's legacy? <laughs> and you're clearly asking. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right, oh, uh, all right, good stuff. Poor Nick. Poor Nick is down here, just like yeah, he's taking a beating. I'm sticking with it. I don't care. I mean, uh, have to do your old slogan. What's that? Would you shut up? I, I said that a couple times, especially when Ray was talking about <laughs> behind the liquor store. Who keep the homeless, you know. Stop with he, the homeless stuff. He's, you, he's good for a good quote. Yeah, I bet he is. He's the same guy that you interviewed at Ferg. That's Uncle Mike. Yeah, that's Uncle <laughs> the same guy. Johnny B, get out of here. You're done. <laughs> this show is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Always Coca-Cola. 737-255-0391. We can talk about that again. Open phone lines if you guys want to have any questions. Let's go out to... 
uh, the webheads here because they're like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Video laughing disregard the last emoji. Jason Dahl, $3 million for nothing. Hmm, Mike E. McCoy has a 10-minute highlight video on YouTube. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, Nick Seatro, who are you putting Mac in front of? I just told you three players that I wouldn't put him in front of. Okay. So. All right. Jordan. So whose argument is he making? That's my question. I have no idea. LD I'm telling you that he's a fringe Ring of Honor player, but there's players that deserve to get it to get in before him. That doesn't negate my argument. Like 23 of them. Oh, I don't, 20. You can't even name 23 <laughs> impact players in this team's history. Hey, I'll give, you, I'll give you guys a good one. And Josh has got him on a show tomorrow night. Is Martin Gramatica? Yes. Thank is, you. Is, hey, is I, Martin Gramatica in that ring? I, I, I doubt they're going to put a kicker in the ring of honor unless your name yeah. is uh, Robert Nick, Nick, what year were you born? What does it matter to you? It's because like 1993. If you were, if well, you were, well, 93, but if you would have been like through the years of struggling with Buccaneers when Dun Tony Dungy's defense was barely keeping the game going, we had no offense, and those Martin Gramatica kicks and those long kicks to save the game pull them out, that you, some would say he was as, as, as integral a part of that Super Bowl team as – I mean – a train. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about bad Buccaneer football? We're, I mean, the 08 to, to 2020 is pretty comparable to the 80s. I, I mean, yeah. the, the 80s, they had two playoff appearances but with a worse Gerald, record. But that's we haven't Gerald, had a playoff appearance since 08. But that's why Gerald McCoy looks so September good to you. September 08. That's right. That's exactly right. What Ray just said is exactly right. It's I don't blame you, Nick. It's you haven't seen these other players. But you weren't there for the other players to see the difference in them. That is what looks like a good Buccaneer to you because that's all you've seen as, as a Buccaneer that, that there was focus on. It's not your, it's not even, it's not your fault that you can't, that you don't see what a player, what these guys can really be like. And you're about to with Devin white, you're about to see this with, I mean, you, you've, you've got Levante, you've got people who are, who are, Ring of Honor kind of guys. Um, I'll tell you this right now with Nick. Uh, we always get into a debate of who's overrated and who's not. He thinks Prince and Michael Jackson are overrated. That's it. That's, I'm, I'm done. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you're you're going to compare. Okay. Mr. Hungry Howie's Pizza is the best pizza in the country. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. That. <laughs> Wait, Nick, Nick, is it LeBron or you can't or be Corey? firing shots and don't, and can't expect shots back over there, Peter. Jackson and Prince are pretty easy guys. Let's go down the list. Yeah. Hungry Howie's. Rick Hughes. Prince or Michael Jackson. Both of those guys overrated or underrated. Um, how do you say Michael Jackson's underrated? He was called the king of pop. He's rated about as highly as can go. There's no way that guy can be. I mean, he's not underrated. Is he overrated? Probably not. I mean, I, I he, he was phenomenal. He was what he was. So, Nick, I, it's an era thing. It really is. It's just not. I didn't think his music was that great. Sorry. Joshua Cole Allen. I think they're rated right where they should be. They're exactly. less in their own right. Exactly. Nick, when Nick was born, I was in the movie theaters watching Toy Story for the first time. So his his opinion doesn't really matter um, on music at oh. least since, oh. since since we since we've seen it. Um, but yeah, Michael Jackson, Prince, they're legends. Like whether you like them or not, at least respect the fact that they're legends. Now I think you- Nick. Uh, when I listen to the stuff that Nick says, sorry, Ray. I'll, I'll, when I hear the stuff that Nick says, when I follow most of his opinions, most of his opinions, most 
of his opinions, I'm like, okay, I'm, I mean, this is where I get a lot of my information. I pay, I pay a great deal of attention to him because I think Nick's about, I mean, he's sharp as a whip and there's a reason I called him no nonsense, Nick. Um, I, I just, I mean, your music sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now, let's go ahead and go out to the phone lines. This knucklehead wants to join us again. Matt Colson, what do you have to say quickly? Okay. Michael Jackson was a fantastic performance artist. He wasn't a great writer of music, like, say, the Beatles. Had this conversation the other day with somebody. That's not he the question. Is he overrated or underrated? He's overrated. To oh. Wow. And <laughs> You're cutting me off. I, can't, I feel like I'm on TV. <laughs> you are on TV. You're ability to do the stage act that's where he was good at he was he was a performer that could never be matched in my opinion okay his music was great too what do you mean just a performer no he wasn't a vocalist is what he's trying to say okay he was was freddie mercury but i mean right right that's all he's saying right Right. he was amazing we all know that ray i interrupted you ray i am so sorry when i interrupted you earlier no you're good that's fine homeless guy michael jackson or prince well, the thing is, I'm going to say, until you've made Sweet Love to the Purple Rain album, you don't even know. And the things that Prince brought to the table were fantastic. Now, as far as Michael Jackson goes, for some of the younger guys toward the end there, they heard a lot of Jesus Juice and, and Neverland. So I get it. You kind of think that he's kind of a mystical figure. But if you go back and look at his catalog and the music and the changes he made, both not overrated. All right. Matt. So Prince, Prince is also underrated because he was an exceptional Musician. Hell of a basketball player too. Magician, yes. His first, his first. Album. Who Kyle Love? <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> you guys see that? He did it in his own studio. Right. And he everything from a bass to a bat to a everything. You're right. Yeah. Spot on, Matt. Blouses. Yeah, I think Nick loses this game. This game. Dave, I mean. I, I don't. I just don't really like their music that much. It's not really. Oh, that's well, fine. Nick, that's a valid <laughs> comment. That's Nick, you a have valid Nick, comment. You have Nickelback. We get that. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Look at this I'm gonna get you out of here, Matt. All right, let's go ahead and read the rest of these comments, and then we will get you guys out of here. We'll get you on here tomorrow night. Uh, this has been a crazy night here on the sports web. Uh, let's see. He's a McCoy hater. Uh, Mikey, I'm with Rick. He didn't make anyone around him better. That's what great players do. Twelve. Exactly right. Thank you, Jason. Uh, me, their best virtual edits video. The Rays beat the Yankees tonight. We talked about that. No playoff runs, no winning seasons, mostly. Rays, best team in Tampa Bay. I don't know about that. Don't uh, don't want to be here to slander, I think he's saying. Lightning and Bucks not on their level. Best virtual edits video laughing. Tampa Bay winning. Well, I gotta say they're they're on their level until they collapse, like you know, in the playoffs, like you know, the Lightning and Bucks tend to do. And you're a fan of Boston? <laughs> yeah. Don't even go there. Of the Bruins. There you go. Best virtual editor. Oh, the Bruins, Lightning are coming for you. Oh, Kevin. Hill. Next round, New York Islanders. If they sweep the Caps, it's going to be a hell of a series. We'll have to go to Fer. Oh, sorry, Ferg's out the deck and. Have some wings and watch a game. Oh, you're How about those Red Sox? Would you oh. shut up and this was a trash year, anyways? Mulligan, every fan knew that. We traded Mookie Betts, the one of the best players in the world. 
Kevin Howard was the offense for so long on this team. Jason says LD can be one day compared to DB. Uh, is he that underrated? Is that Nick? I know how you feel about LD. LD uh, compared to Derek Brooks. Is that fair? Uh, I mean, they're pretty different players. I mean, Derek Brooks was a middle linebacker, uh, and 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 Levante David's sort of an off-ball linebacker. So you know, I, I, I he's he's not going to touch Derek Brooks's season where he had seven. What was it? Seven interceptions, and I mean, he went off in the O2 season. Um, he got the defensive player of the year. I think if, if you look at their, um, if you look at Levante David's on pace stats compared to Derek Brooks first eight years, they are fairly close, but I mean, Derek Brooks is a hall of famer for a reason. I got to correct you here. Derek Brooks was not a middle linebacker. He was a weak side linebacker, but that year that he had in 2002 was absolutely tremendous. Eric Scott says no way the Glazers consider putting G Mac in the ring. Laugh out loud, it took only a few months before his number was given away. With that being said, he's a very nice dude, but this debate needs to be closed. Well, we have it here on the Sports Web, Eric, because we know you enjoy it so much. You keep on talking about it with us. I totally agree. Jason says GMAC best team was the Bucks, and he was nothing here and did less on other teams. Uh, he left. I'm already I'm already digging in the vault right now. I, I'm <laughs> yes. okay. Do you remember the you remember the 2013 season? The Bucks are 0-8. Yeah, and they play Monday Night Football against the Dolphins. Anyone remember that? Uh, probably <laughs> no. It, yeah, because it wasn't memorable whatsoever because the team was terrible. Anyways, the Bucks are up twenty-two to nineteen. There's a minute and forty-nine left. Third down. Gerald McCoy gets a sack. Is that not an impact play right there? Nick. <laughs> hey, they were, I'm they just were saying. What? What's your, so the def, so the defensive tackle is, is responsible for their record. He tripped over the offensive lineman Richmond Webb and he fell on. What the do you back. What do you consider an impact play? They they have to be you know have a winning record. It's impossible. The team was atrocious it's, for the past decade. That's not fair a, to him at all. He, was, he made a good play. That he was, made, he made an impact play in the fourth quarter, which was what your criteria was. You said name one. I I gave you criteria for Here's what race. I'm trying to say, Nick. Here's what I'm trying to say. Did he cause a fumble and it got run back for a touchdown? No. He got a sack. Woohoo! Okay. So now you're just extending it to he has to have a scoop and score no, for I'm it to saying, be memorable. No, 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 no. I'm just saying there's there's you, it's all relative, man. I don't you don't really remember Sap and you don't really remember these other guys, and it's obvious by what you're saying. It's you're not doing it intentionally, it's just there's a different bar, there's a whole different bar about what's an well, impact. Well, yeah, that's why Sap's in the Hall of Fame. Taylor McCoy Jerry Wunch. He's just talking over us now. He's just like you said, Roger Thomas. Okay, I'm done with you, Tampa. <laughs> He's gonna kick uh, us all out in a minute. Talk about 2013, by the way, fellas. I'm uh, just saying. All right, uh, Taylor Allen says, laugh out loud. Get it, Rick. Eric says, who wants a watered down Ring of Honor though? There's gonna be, uh, there has to be some prestige. Exactly. The fact that you can't remember hardly anything means it's no from anyone. You shut your mouth about Alstad. Uh oh. Oh, oh let him have it, Jason. Uh, he should have gone to the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, now he doesn't have the numbers, but his impact for the Bucks was tremendous. Sure, yeah, yeah. Let's eight rings of honors stacked on top of each other. Take away seats if we have to. Not going to happen. Best virtual edits video. Boston in last place, J. Cole. We knew that. I will be long gone before G Mac gets a sniff at the Ring of Honor. Uh, Nick, you're crazy. 
Let's see. Says, Before Michael Jackson, music videos barely mattered. Good point. Laugh out loud. Great show. Oh, my God. Jason. They barely matter now. Like over. Well, now it doesn't matter, but they do. <laughs> Leave Nick alone. Laugh out loud, says Chris. <laughs> Legend, best Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. Nuff said. Great show tonight. I love it when it goes off the rails. Matter of fact, I called in and serenaded Pete with When Doves Cry. Remember, Pete, you couldn't remember the lyrics a few months back. Very good, Eric. Definitely. Uh, Mike Edwards uh, showing out. Yeah, yes. Uh, that man uh, been popping people and finding the. Uh, yes, I've been finding popping people and finding the ball. He liked that. He's got three picks this uh, in two in two days already. Yeah. Granted, one of them was five yards out of bounds, but he still came down with the ball and he's been showing out. Bruce Aarons actually touched that touch on that in his press conference today. All I right. can remember a play by Mark Barron, by the way. Oh yes, <laughs> if we could stay healthy, yes, I can, remember, I can remember a play from Daryl Darrell Revis more than I remember Gerald McCoy. He will Dean Johnny. Gene Edwards, uh, health comment, not LBD. LBD is a beast. Uh, Edwards is great. We'll see if he is. It's going to be a great three-rotation safety back there with Winfield, uh, Whitehead, and Edwards. Trailblazers bearing Sorry. the Lakers with 10 to go, oh, or leading the Lakers with 10 to go by six points. Uh, beating, okay, guys. Nick, you're reaching for GMAC, bro. Johnny Dean, how long did it take to find that place or that play, Nick Citro, an impact play? <laughs> We're talking about something that stays with you for life. Uh, game time and Mello showing everyone he was not washed up. It's going to be a sweep and Magic will sweep the Bucks. Peter likes that. Uh, no. Not <laughs> that victory by the Orlando Magic over the Greek Freak and Milwaukee Bucks. Guys, I got to get out of here. I hate to end the show, but go ahead. Uh, promote Tampa Bay Ray first. Um, you know, catch my show, a cup of Ray on Sundays, usually Sunday mornings. And, um, I just wanted to go back to that. You guys talked about Scotty Miller. I'll be 30 seconds. I love the fact that they, today, when there's a comparison was made between Scotty Miller and, and, and Edelman, another short white receiver who's played with Tom Brady. And I love what Arians came back and said in that pressure about, he basically plays like him, only he has speed. We knew that about Scotty. We wrote about it last se- preseason. I think Scotty Miller might be one of those top three or four breakout stars for 2020. He's the deep threat for Mr. Tom Brady. Ray, is that your uncle in the background dancing? <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. <laughs> I was Colin Powell. Yeah, I sure was. All right, Tampa Bay Ray, get out of here. Thanks a lot. Definitely welcome back. Good-looking uh, camera shot there, buddy. Thanks a lot. Uh, Nick Citro, Nitro Nick Citro, promote yourself. Uh, going to be doing a uh, camp recap slash AMA. Uh, it's going to be on Twitter this time. It's going to be on the Bucks Report handle. That's uh, Bucks underscore report. So make sure you go follow them. I'm going to be putting out a 53-man roster prediction soon and then probably five hot takes for the 2020 season. Uh, so look out for that. Short and awesome. sweet. All right. Nitro Nick Citro, thanks a lot for joining me here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. We will debate again here on the Sports Web, all right? <laughs> Sounds good. All right, buddy. There you go. Joshua Cole Allen, big show tomorrow night. Promote yourself. Yeah, i got the show tomorrow night, the Audible, 730. We have Kenny Morales with Spectrum Sports 9. Uh, we also have Martin Gramatica, Buccaneers legendary kicker in here. Um, I'll be on Twitter all day tomorrow. We've got a big lineup of press conferences. Follow me there, Joshua underscore C underscore Allen. I'll be live tweeting the press conferences, so make sure you uh, tune in there. I've got some articles that are out, some more articles that are coming out, pumping out. I'll also be doing a 53 projection. Uh, I believe that me and the guys are working on our, our captains. 
uh, you know, name your captains kind of uh, story right here where we're all going to discuss the thing with the cop captains will be. So make sure you look for that as well. And, uh, you know, just keep it here on the Bucks Report because we've got a great lineup of shows. All right. The Audible tomorrow night at 730 with Martin Gramatica. And, of course, uh, who else? Kenny Morales. Kenny Morales. All Center. right. Thanks a lot. Joshua Cole, Adam, for calling me on. Come on tomorrow night. Uh, Rick Hughes, promote yourself, and we got to get out of here. Okay, I'll do this quick. Just go to www.cheapseats.live. All my links are there. It's easy to find it. What? Listen, seriously, the Audible tomorrow night is going to be great. Martin Gramatica is awesome. There's a Ring of Honor kind of guy by comparison, by the way. Okay, there you go. Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats. Thanks a lot for coming on the Evolution, all right? Thank you for having me, Peter. You have a great night. Thank you. There you go. That's the show. We'll be back tomorrow night at 9 o'clock live here on Bucks Report with former scout of the Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans, worked with Bill Belichick, Mr. Chris Landry of the Landry Football Network, early on this Wednesday morning. Happy hump day. Bring your passion. Bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. I'm your host, Peter Blake. See you tomorrow night. You're now in the Sports Web, a sports talk show for the hardcore fans. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense.